Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Tech Smash Bros. This is episode 39, and today I catch up with my good friend John once again. Once again, but never gets old. Um, and today we talk about the pros and cons of raising puppies. I recently got a puppy uh, two weeks ago now. It seems a lot longer, especially because my life has changed quite significantly. And I, I've already racked up some experiences that have triggered a lot of like thoughts about it. So I share those in this podcast. John has had his puppy for 11 years. Um, so he has a lot more experience than me. Uh, and yeah, that's, that's a topic we talk about. And this episode marks um, the first episode, I think, of a more structured agenda that I have for the podcast going forward, where every week I'll try to have a theme um, that befits the relationship uh, that, uh, that with a friend that I have on this podcast. Um, doesn't mean that we won't digress. I mean, if the conversation kind of naturally flows to an interesting area or one that we're both engaged in, I'll just, you know, we'll, we'll still talk about it. But um, if there's like an awkward silence or uh, we've explored that digression quite fully enough, we'll just go back to the, the theme that we have assigned for this podcast episode whatever the week's podcast episode is. So yeah, without further ado, hope you guys enjoy. And we're on the record. Uh, welcome back, John. Uh, this is episode 39 of Tech Smash Bros, which I think I'm going to rebrand to a different title. Um, oh, yeah. You, you don't want to limit it to just tech? And kind Smash of. And I mean, you, do you, I don't know if you work in... Do you work in tech? I mean... Yeah, I, I work in a auto like a auto what call okay yeah automobile? so you work in tech whatever uh-huh. yeah yeah <laughs> I, <work laughs> You're like, I don't want to say too much yeah I work uh, in a software company <laughs> I see I see yeah but it's like if I have guests that don't work in tech I like want to be able to welcome that as well like I don't want to be limiting myself to a theme I mean it's really just talking to my friends so yeah you shouldn't limit yourself to bros either exactly like yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, well said. <laughs> I don't know if you meant that as a joke, but that's true. Um, so I'm just thinking like I should rebrand and kind of change my name. I even made some like a different cover art as well. Yeah, uh, art. What? I didn't even know you had art. I never. Oh really, yeah, like yeah. there's a cover podcast. Cover. Oh yeah, okay, okay, that's cool. So we'll see, but yeah, I might change um the podcast name, but for now it's Tech Smash Bros. So, you know, I will take a a few days to do all the things I need to before I rebrand. Um, episode 39 and today's topic uh, and we're doing this a little bit differently where we're trying to add more structure to our conversations but the topic for today we'll have like 10 different topics for every week the topic for today is um, the pros and cons of raising puppies so I recently got a puppy like two weeks ago her name is Ellie she's four months old um, and I'm raising it's been two weeks since I've had her and just raising her and uh, it's very difficult. I'm sure there are pros too. Um, so we're, I'm, I have a, a thought and opinion about like the pros and cons of raising a puppy. And then John, I'll let you introduce your experience with puppies. Hi, I'm John. Um, so I, I've actually been with dogs since like elementary school. I have had a retriever, a border collie when I was in living in the States. Uh, for about six years and then we had to uh give them give them send them uh like with uh like place them with uh uh, acquaintances house until their death after i left uh and then i think it's around like 2010 or 11 i adopted a dog from a rescue center Oh. Uh, she was approximately two or three. They can't really be too sure what rest like adopted dogs because you know they don't know exactly when they're born. Mm-hmm. And so it's been like ten, maybe nine years. I think ten years around, and she's around thirteen to twelve years old now. Oh. And overall, I, I'm I'm very much a dog person. So, yeah. If I remember correctly, you didn't really have a fondness for dogs. When no, I have one past. because it makes my girlfriend happy. Oh, that's it's... very generous of you. <laughs> yeah, 
it makes me happy to see her happy, but it's uh, there's some costs and responsibilities and some stresses to it that oh, yeah, um, undermine that happiness a little bit. But that's primarily why I got a dog. So, so you're a dog person. I'm of the stance, I think, I, I don't know if it's the right... I don't know if I should be saying this if I own a dog, but I don't feel the need to own a dog or have a dog. Um, and like the... Before I owned a dog, what I told my girlfriend was like, I feel like people get dogs because it's very self-serving. They get a dog because they want to stave off their own loneliness. They want companionship for their own loneliness. They're not getting a dog for the dog. So it's like a very selfish decision. Um, so there's nothing noble or um, like fundamentally good about caring and owning a dog. Unless it's like for a rescue center, just saving the dogs. But if you, like, if you make a decision to own the dog... I feel like at the center of it, it's a, it's a selfish decision. Um, so those are my thoughts. I, I still hold on to that thought. Like I'm owning a dog right now. Like I don't get much joy of owning a dog, but I think my girlfriend likes owning a dog because she gets joy from owning a dog. Um, so it's, she, it's, it's, it's a selfish driven utility, selfish utility driven decision. Anyway, that's yeah. my stance. But I don't know if you agree <laughs> or not. But I, no, no, no. I agree in the sense that it's a lot of times it's for selfish purposes, and I, I also see a lot of. I, I do community service sometimes to pounds, because like pounds, you know, what is cr- that? Uh, where they like have dogs that are abandoned, or oh, like, you do you community know. service for for the. Uh, yeah, like I do like actually abandoned. pretty often, like once every two weeks or something. I'm not really? actually I'm not, sure, I'm not sure if that's often or not. Anyway, that's point often. Being, that's pretty often if you have a full time uh, job too. <laughs> point being, uh, I I know a lot of people. I know it's on this issue in Korea too, but I'm I'm pretty sure it's an issue everywhere. A lot of people just get dogs as like a almost like a toy, like a value added item that is just appeasing to them because it's cute or right like you said gets helps them with their loneliness right uh so i I see why you have that kind of view though it is a negative view and like you said (laughs) i don't know why you have a dog if you have that mind even if your girlfriend is kind of into it i will you know i think i will still treat the dog with respect uh i think the dog knows though who like has more affection towards oh yeah they know they can tell they can perceive the difference between like true love and like responsibility and just parental care i I think they can tell the difference because my dog uh her name's ellie uh she would gravitate mostly towards my girlfriend rather than me that's only natural though like that's not limited to dogs in it that's like with humans as well exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah so there's a lot a lot of parallels and like lessons you can learn from like raising a dog that you can probably take if you raise a child a human child too um but i i didn't know dogs would be able to tell the difference too um wow. like i feel like the dog only comes to me uh because he thinks of me as like the treat giver i'm like the materialistic like pleasure person and if the dog sits the, the tail isn't wagging when the dog sits like in front of me because I think it, it registers that it's this behavior that they'll have to do to be able to get what it wants. It's a very logical decision. But when the dog like sits in front of my girlfriend who is um, about to come home or about to open the gate, um, like she starts like wagging her tail very vigorously. Um, I see. So that's one of the telltale signs. Anyway, but you did say you think most people have that um, attitude I mean, of owning a dog. Innately they do. Maybe they don't want to admit it, but purpose. I think in the end, it is to alleviate some of your own tensions that maybe you have inside that you don't know about. I mean, it, it does bring you some level of joy. Just, I mean, I don't know about you. I guess you don't seem like a bunch of a dog person. But if you like, you know, dogs in general or animals, small, cutie things in general, I think just looking at them gives you some sort of pleasure. Uh, and and a lot of people just kind of like adopt them or buy them without really thinking about the, you know, the nasty side like the picking up the poo and going to the vets and then taking care of them when they're really really sick and about to die and it does not look pretty at that stage yeah and there is a lot of emotional uh, attachment to it that you do have to learn to let go of at the same time uh wow but i feel like dismissing it solely as a you know personal 
satisfaction or mm. uh, how do you call it? Like, what what did you say it was like? like purely selfish decision or yeah, fundamentally purely selfish, selfish? Fundamentally, purely funda- fundamentally, I think it is a selfish decision. But purely, like, if it's a pure selfish decision, I'm not sure. Mm. I think there's a lot of other like emotions at play and reasons, and it's subject to scrutiny yes but but if it's but if it's to serve your own emotions though isn't that selfish too but i think but you said you got your dog from rescue center so i don't i wouldn't say that's like fundamentally purely selfish because you were helping a dog um that probably didn't have a home um and you've made the deliberate decision to get one from rescue rescue center and plus you also serve at a community service so you really care for dogs it seems so i would say my experience based on my experience which is just anecdotal like you're an exception which and that's not the majority i would say like the majority of people that i've seen have dogs it's um they get dogs because it serves their emotions and you said you look at a dog they think it's cute um so a lot of uh, maybe okay fundamentally selfish or mainly selfish there may be some like other reasons that are like less selfish but they take less precedence and less priority than like the pleasure that you derive from owning a dog instead of your care, your desire to save a dog. Okay. So I don't know. Like I, I know why you say that. And I agree to a lot of extents, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like I've seen like a lot of the reasons why there's so many rescue houses and pounds. I'm not actually sure if it's called the pound. But anyway, let me look that but up. Yeah, it's in Korea. Uh, we have these uh, breeding houses. So there's these dogs specifically made, made, kept, maintained for uh-huh. breeding puppies, uh-huh. and that if effectively comes from you know the need to sell. It's a form of consumerism that people, you know, like you said, they want there's for their selfish reasons. Maybe they want to buy a certain. And it's usually just for mainly for like uh, not branded. What do you call those? Like breed, like special breed dogs, like poodles or like what do you call those? Like Bichon or you know beagles and you know those famous breeds. Okay. And a lot of times, uh, what it does is it puts the dogs in the breeding dogs in a very unhospitable, uh, what do you call those, environment. Mm-hmm. which makes them ill which in turn actually does isn't really healthy which in turn doesn't really get them a healthy baby right a puppy uh-huh. i mean i mean obviously there are uh good dog breeders yeah yeah that put the dog's health in priority and that like to emphasize that healthy you know environment is important for the dogs these aren't just like manufacturing centers where you could just like you know pump out puppy uh, puppies every day. like i think they do it like almost twice a year because apparently uh, dogs can get pregnant at least once a year, and they could do it un- almost until the last year of their death. So literally, they're just like forced to have babies until like they're, you know, at the age where they die. Yeah. So and a lot of the pu- dogs that come to pounds are usually from those places, oh. and there's also obviously a lot of people who just kind of like give away their dog. And it, I mean, it's a nice. It'd be good if they give it a, if, if they give them away, but there are a lot of people who just like literally drive off to some remote city or remote town and just leave the dog there because they don't want to like throw it away in their own neighborhood because they'll find a way back or someone will oh, know it's their no. dog. It's so there's those cases, uh-huh. and then obviously another big one in Korea is the the dog eating places, which are mm-hmm. now oh you know, because yeah, Korea you know. eats puppies yeah, or yeah. dogs. All right. So uh, they there there are apparently a different breed of dogs for eating. But yeah, yeah, they, you don't eat, you know, poodles and stuff because it's. I think it's purely for a commercial reason. They they cost more if you sell. They you make more if you sell those rather than you know just to eat it. Right. Okay. But the point being, it's it's mostly frowned upon nowadays. It's not illegal. I know a lot of the provinces are trying to make it illegal, and it actually it's actually kind of becoming a very uh, topic in s- some political regions. Mm, interesting. So it's I, personally, it's and I, I like to see that stance. I see. But anyway, point being, those are another uh, you know, type of dogs that come to these rescue centers. So in that I sense, see. I feel like if you're gonna get a dog, I mean, adopt 
honestly from the, I the feel pounds or yeah yeah from, rescue, yeah from the rescue center but the thing you should know if you do adopt is a lot of the dogs are emotionally traumatized right. <laughs> they they they're like depressed dogs uh-huh. so my dog was wasn't she wasn't i don't think she was in like a uh like a baby making factory or like a puppy making factory or like uh i feel weird calling it factory but i'll just call it that i can't think i don't know the english word for it uh-huh. um and or she wasn't like a dog meant to be eaten okay uh she was just like a you know runaway dog or something and stray she, dog yeah stray dog and she was like living around in like some uh restaurant areas and then the restaurant owners were kind enough to like take care of her for a while but then obviously there are people who don't like dogs and who probably don't like dogs even more when they're around their food so yeah, yeah. they made some complaints and she was sent to the pound and she was like going around and then she was supposedly to get alexa what do you call alexa put down oh like, euthanized i think yeah euthanized and then yeah. because what these dogs do is before they get adopted they have to get like you know used to humans so they go to temporary houses so some like, people yeah. adopt them for a little bit yeah yeah adopt oh. them for a couple of months because oh. some of them have so little socializing skills yeah that it's like if if you know what you're doing by adopting it you'll understand by people who just like first time people who go like oh i want a dog and if they adopt these kind of dogs they're gonna be like oh it's not what i expected and they have more chance of actually you know throwing them away again mm. so these sort of things so that the dogs also get adjusted to human you know uh what how humans carry themselves as well anyway hoping she got adopted but she was so depressed that like Aww. i literally did it i thought they like made when you did first surgery yeah, yeah i thought they did surgery on her like uh somewhere on her no on no on the thing that makes her bark or her, her voice canal i guess oh, because she, she wouldn't bark know. or make a single noise i was like oh my god they like removed her you know voice module <laughs> voice yeah. box right and then she also like her tail was always like down so i was like oh i guess she's one of those dogs that just don't have like a curled tail or like that's one that's always up but then, oh. and after a while she did like her tail curled up and she started barking i don't know if you could hear but she was like barking just a couple seconds ago oh i did so, yeah yeah you, you did you still see a lot of these changes and this may be another selfish factor but i i, I got a lot more happiness personal happiness as well and a lot more like it's also another selfish thing selfish thing i right. saw that i'm I personally was doing a better thing by adopting dogs rather than just getting like a breed, famous breed one from like a, you know, breeder. I mean, they're, they're doing good. Breed, good breeders are doing their own good service or deed. Yeah. Making, trying to like, you know, do away with these like puppy making factories or, you know, just give out better knowledge or health, give, providing better health, healthier environments to dogs. But yeah, in the end, I can't say that I what I'm doing is out of greed. It isn't out of greed. Or but I, yeah. yeah, out of out out of like selfishness, it yeah. is there is a selfish aspect to what I do as well. But it's yeah. I, Here's the thing. I think yeah. I think what you're saying also, you know, you're describing all these places that dogs grow up in. So if you take a dog to a loving home, you're removing them from those cruelty free, like those cruelty areas, and you're bringing them like a more loving home. So it's good for the dog. So I think the point is also like. Even though it's a selfish decision, it's not a bad decision. Yeah, it can be both I, good and selfish. Yeah, I'm. I'm you know. My point being is that if you don't, eventually, if you don't get the dog, the dog's gonna end up in the streets somewhere or else, you know or somewhere die. else or die. Yeah. So, yes, it is for a selfish reason. And even what I do, like even if I you know volunteer, if if I adopted a dog, it is innately still for a selfish reason. It yeah. might even be more selfish because I get more. I feel better by doing this as well but but it's also good for the dog it's also good for the dog so i can't really condemn that kind of thing either because i've seen i've seen the horrible parts of it where you know where they don't end up getting taken in or adopted or you know yeah there's so it's i think it's better even if it's for a selfish reason yeah and i think that's why i yeah, I, I think I'm, I don't think I should try to condemn it. Like, I, I, there are many things that are like both good and selfish. Um, some would say capitalism is also good, right? It's selfish, but uh, it, it eventually, with the invisible hand, like the markets tend towards the collective good. But anyway, that's a different topic. Um, I, it, for me, it's like it's not 
wouldn't be selfish. I don't have enough of selfish drive for owning a dog to own a dog. Um, so that, that was, I think that's one of the reasons I pointed out, uh, the selfishness. If it was mostly, if it's mostly a selfish decision and I don't derive joy from it, then I am not motivated necessarily to own a dog. Now yeah, I do and- have a dog because my girlfriend really likes a dog and it brings her joy. Um, so yeah, just because it's a selfish decision doesn't mean it's bad. Probably in many cases, it's a good decision, especially with what you did. Um, all right, so we have pro number one. It brings you joy. Um, and it also, uh, if the dog came from a cruelty place, then it also gives a better life for the dog. Um, now, as a con for me, I was like, like raise a puppy right now. Mm-hmm. It takes so much time. So my dog is four months old right now. She hasn't had her shots yet. And we've had to like restart her vaccination series because the first vaccination she had when she was with the prior owners, it was just too long before her like next shot. So we're just giving like another boost around. I don't know if this is a ploy by the vet to make more money, but when you don't know what's best for your puppy, you just listen to the authorities and you just say yes to almost everything. Uh, That's true, yeah. Yeah, which is so also the same for you. Yeah, I, I, so yeah, con number one right there. The vet, vet, or I don't want to, I don't want to badmouth the vet service or the pet service, but um, because like pets and vets are like a lesser known area than like human related matters, like human health or whatnot. Um, and if you're a first time owner, you might be more inclined to say yes to many things. Um, that's true from the vets or like vet medical care or pet related stuff um so con number one you might spend a lot more money than you should and um and the vet service and third-party services that you work with you might start doubting them like you might be skeptical of like their intentions whatnot i mean i one story that i have i was with um the vet and then they recommended so my dog had um gerardia uh, I don't know if you know what that is, but it's like a parasite in their stomach. So they had to take Panacur, a medication, like the powder medication to get rid of it. They took it for like three days. Uh, the dog took it for three days, but then she vomited. So I was like, what's going on? So I like went to the vet. Um, they checked her out. Um, and then, wait, did I? No, I didn't even take her to the vet. I just called the vet and the vet said, you know, discontinue the medication. So I discontinued the medication, but I'll still, I, 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 the first thing that I have to take care of first was like, stop her vomiting, make sure she's okay. But then afterwards I have to think, is it Girardia? Is there like parasite still there? So I took her to the vet, um, again, or called the vet. And then the, the course of action that they recommended for me was to start, start another medication and then get her fecal test, like her, get a poo sample and then see if she still has a parasite or whatnot. Um, Ellie also, when she stopped like the panicker, panicker, she also looked like lethargic. Um, so the vet also recommended that medication because she thought it would help her stomach upset that likely caused her to be lethargic. Mm-hmm. So that was a recommendation for me. So what would that cost? That would cost another set of medication. And plus my dog might, there are some side, there might be some side effects with, um, that medication. And the vet didn't even tell me of the potential side effects of Panicur, the first medication I gave, which includes mm-hmm. vomiting after I did some internet research, but the vet didn't even tell me that just gave me that medication. Um, uh, uh, so yeah, so, so I was like, I don't even know this medication, but I learned from my first experience that, you know, the vet don't, don't tell me like the side effects. So I was like, I don't want her to go through another medication series and like get another, other set of side effects. And then, uh, Two, why do I take the fecal test now? Uh, why, why don't I take the fecal test now instead of later? See if she still has a Girardia or not. She did take three days of the panicker. Um, so I had like many questions with that, medica- uh, with that treatment. It just costs more than me just taking the fecal test now. See if she has a Girardia and then decide later if, depending on the exam results, if she has a parasite or not, then decide if I should take the medication or not. Like it would save me so much more money. Um, so that's what I recommend to the vet and the vet's like, oh yeah, that works as well. So the vet herself didn't recommend a financial or like a medical plan that's, uh, like financially more efficient to me than when I thought of one and I recommended to her and then she like cleared it and said that was okay. So that's an example of like how the vet by themselves did didn't quite make, I think, the most efficient and optimal decision, considering, like, my dog's health, finances. I feel like that's more of a 
human error. Like you see that in like people doctors all the time too. Like they don't make the people doctors. Oh, people doctors. Doctors. I'm sorry. I forgot you called people doctors. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, You see that human people, human doctors too. Like I mean, that might be thing too. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I, I remember when I had malaria. I went to one of the most expensive hospitals in Korea, and I was like, "Dude, I know this is malaria." And then the doctor's like, "Dude, I know better. Shut the hell up." And they got me on like some like a uh, medical test and like course for like three days until they were like, you know what? It might be malaria. Let's do a test. And then they gave me a, like a report back two days later. And like, yeah, it was malaria. Here you have, we're giving you a new set of medicine. I was like, so what the fuck was that other four days for then? No, yeah. Same thing. So it's, it's more it of is, a you're doctor right. thing. Than it a, is more than a, I think for the vet though, at my first exam, I said yes to everything because I didn't know anything. With your own body, you're, like, you're more inclined to maybe question a little bit and you know your body a little bit more. But when you don't know something, when something's so new, especially when a dog can't communicate and you have like even less information to work with, like you're more okay, inclined then to say yes to. What about, that's the same thing with kids. If you have a baby, you're going to be even more worried than when, you, when your dog is sick. And you're going to probably take in almost any suggestion that the doctor would say is probably going to be for the better of the kid. I feel like Possibly, in that sense, yeah. it's it's this is more of like a like the situation care. of you not knowing enough com- compared to the person who is, you know, treating your kid or your dog in this case, or and not regarding medication and whatnot. So true, it's, true. It's, Fine. It's, it's, so it's a it's a con matter. that's not exclusive to dogs, but you right. do have it with the it's dogs a, too. It's a con that comes with out a, of with the any situation that you don't know enough about that you're put in a situation where the counterpart knows okay. much more than you. No, that's well said. Yeah. It's the so risk it's, that you have to take in any sort of those situation, I feel Any like. situation that you're unfamiliar with and the dog mm-hmm. is falls under that category. So that's it's not an exclusive like disadvantage, but it is But it is I something think, that comes is, out it of it. It is yeah. a disadvantage. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um so just less information makes you more inclined to like say yes to everything. So it's just you spend more you know, you will always spend money on certain things, like to protect things and uh, to make uh, informed and sound decisions. You might get insurance for yourself or whatnot too. But there, I think there are some decisions that you make that you're just less certain about and you just agree with and you just have to trust like third parties more. And that just can make you more like that make you that make you that can make you feel more uneasy. And t- taking care of a dog and the financial costs, I think falls under that category. I think it's accompanied by like that uneasiness of like, I don't exactly know, but you know, I will check off um, and agree to the things that this third party expert and authority is telling me. Um, but again, like you said, not an exclusive it is advantage to the dogs, but it is, I think, one con that comes to the dog. Okay. So that's one con. There's okay, my turn for a pro. Uh <laughs> going on, kick, like uh, continuing off with the hospital or vet veterinary thing. Uh okay. theme. Uh one of the pros of having dogs and pets, I guess in general. I, I although I did hear it's not the same for cats, is uh-huh. that uh as an infant, when you live with dogs uh, it lowers your chance of having, I believe it was like asthma or like uh, really hay fever and a lot of different allergies because it raises your uh, metabolism and well, not metabolism, but immune what do you call system? That? immune system. Yeah, because you're exposed to more germs by the dogs when you're yeah, and appa- like that that and there was there was a reason why it was a little more different than dogs and cats was because cats carry a different type of pathogen than dogs, so. Some people are like innately allergic to cats, even if they have it at like an early age, or if they, I'm not sure if that's how immune systems work. But I did hear that's one of the benefits. So they were like, if you're going to have a pet, you know, you should start having it at an early age. age. It does help them with their immune system. I see. And I think it does provide companionship for the kid, although it may be stressful for the dog, probably will be. Um, Mm -hmm. Another thing is, I always, I mean, there's a lot of people who don't see it this way, but I think, like you said, taking care of a dog is a lot of work, time consuming. Um, at least for me, it puts my life in a schedule because my dog has to go out like three times a day. So, I, so I try to walk her at least once or twice, and then my other family members would try to walk her one or two more times. So we, she goes like three, four times a day. Yeah, and it's different for breed. Uh, but a lot of the mixed breeds in Korea. Uh-huh. Mix, so mixed breeds are usually the ones that end up in pounds. That's why you see a lot of like uh, uh, pit bulls, not pit bulls. Like you know, what's that? What's that illegal dog in America that every dog is almost like mixed with bulldogs? 
Really? Yeah, there's some... there are some illegal race um, breeds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, the, the, it's in Korea, the breed that's most mixed, like that's almost yeah. in like every dog, mixed dog in Korea is like obviously the Jindo breed, which is a native Korean dog. And one of their fe- features, characteristics. <laughs> and features, think characteristics. Of this, yeah, yeah. yeah. One of their characteristics yeah. is that they really don't poop or piss in the house, which is if you're like... Oh, pig bulls? Yeah, pit bulls. Yeah. Oh. And a lot of the dogs, pound like dogs and like Rex Skinners or pounds in the states are a mix of uh, pit bulls, I believe. Oh. Especially because they're a... also illegal. Yeah, I just look. This is the most commonly banned dog breed in the US. I didn't know yeah. pit bulls are banned, but people have pit bulls, right? People own pit yeah, bulls. Yeah, it's because a lot of them are, you know, like I said, there's probably a lot more pit pit bull like mixed breeds in America than any other type of dog. Why are they banned? Apparently, it's because of there's a lot of accidents presiding with their like biting habits. Oh, oh, because they're aggressive. Oh, the stigma is like as aggressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Base stigma is as aggressive. That, that stigma kind of aligns with Chindo as well. But a feature of Chindo is that they don't do their business in the house, which is a good thing for owners. Or most of the times, but it's also a bad thing because you have to take them for a walk well, all the like, time, three, four times a day. And That's if you true. don't, if you're not like you know. I mean, I'm pretty lazy. You know, I'm actually pretty lazy too, but uh-huh. because like I see her like holding it in, uh, like I'm like, oh shit, yeah, I have to go. So I do follow a schedule nowadays. I see, I see. Yeah. So even before I, I woke up at six at six a.m. at like Sunday morning just to take her out for a walk. Yeah, that's what I am finding. It's like I think it's a pro and a con at the same time. Because it, for, yes, for me, it's a pro. It's it, it depends on the person. For me, it's a pro because it. Otherwise, you wouldn't like. Yeah. Keep a otherwise, schedule. I wouldn't. Yeah, keep the schedule, or I wouldn't. At times, I won't even leave my house for like a couple of days. <laughs> so, and that's it's a pro. Um, it's I also see. a pro because it it keeps the house a lot more cleaner. But Why? it's it's because oh, really, you because, leave. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. she doesn't poo there. Yeah, oh, but it's also really annoying when it's like you know raining season in Korea. You know how it rains for like weeks at a time. Yeah. So like I have like an umbrella and I have to buy her like a, a raincoat, doggy raincoat, so that I don't have to wash her every single time she like goes out for a freaking walk, which is I like see. two, three times a day. But in my personally, it's a pro for me because it gets, puts me in like a schedule almost, a daily schedule. Right, right. Which is good if you want that schedule. And then you know, so pro number two or three and three, I guess, by John, it's like yeah, one, yeah. it's good for dogs. I'm sorry, it's good for babies and infants to boost their immune system, especially if yeah. they're introduced to a dog early on. Then pro number three for you is uh, keeps you on a schedule. And if you need that schedule in your life and routine, a dog can help with that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For me, that's a con. Uh, yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> like that's waking up thing, like yeah. super early, like at 7 or 8.30, because I work late sometimes. And then if I have to wake up at like 7.30 just to like – get my dog to pee because we're crate training her. So she'll be in a crate. She'll be really good in her crate, but she'll have to pee, of course. And she also just wakes up, I think, pretty early. So like she starts barking and whining. It's just hard to sleep. One, because that sounds. But two, also, you don't know if the dog's in distress and needs to pee. And you don't yeah, want to you, know, you don't want to be like the cause for the dog to pee inside the crate too. So you're just highly motivated to wake up. Um, it, yeah, it's hard for you to stay asleep. And it's like 7.30, but you're like so tired. So... It, it becomes it can become a, a tiring like difficult situation so yeah it, it's a it's kind of a con for me like I, I find myself like looking towards the night like late night and finding peace in it because like everybody's sleeping and I like have my time my own time to myself too and I can focus a little bit more too but then that means my like hours get more extended but the dog is still gonna wake up at 7 30 so like my sleep is reduced as well um, so yeah, so con number two, um, it could cause to less sleep. It could lead to less sleep and, uh, like there's more rigidity in your schedule, AKA meaning less freedom in your schedule, which, uh, I think could be a con for many people. I feel like I, 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 I I'm not sure if it's the most appropriate analogy to make, but a lot of your con, at least the first two cons right now you made, Yeah, you could the same cons could be made for having a kid. <laughs> like, it is, but but that's it's not an exclusive con. Yeah, so I think yeah, yeah. like no, like no, no, because like I heard the exact same like the whole like oh uh, I don't like having to like 
alleviate more time. Like, I mean, I guess not like, but you have to alleviate more time for another living creature. Right, or, right. Like, you have to push your schedule for them or you wake up early and then but they i mean you sleep late but they still wake up early i've heard the exact same whining for babies who recently had a baby so i was like dude but that's why people say like raising a puppy is like raising a kid and i now i'm realizing i don't have i I mean i've never had a kid oh yeah you're raising that kid for so apparently a dog has like the mental capacity of like a two-year-old Oh, some I say some some say it's makes... like more, like f- like up to like four or five. Oh wow! But I think it's like two to three is like a reasonable age because not all that not all dogs are like exceptionally smart. Right. Uh, point being, but they're at that age for like fifteen years. Right, right. So you're raising a it's two, like you're raising a perpetual baby. Year old. Yeah. If so you want a perpetual th- baby, that that is dog. that is something you really have to understand when you get a dog. I feel like a lot of people just think, oh, it's cute, or like. And then when they get bigger, they feel, I guess I, I, some people actually think like, oh, they'll calm down. Oh, they'll like adjust to me. But then honestly, you're expecting like a baby to adjust to you, which is really right. <laughs> generous regarding their, you know, capacity to do so. Yeah, their mental capacity and probably behavioral capacity. Um, yeah. So I think like raising a puppy is like raising a kid. But mm, I think yeah, the difference like a... with raising a kid for many people if not, well, yeah, for many people, it's the joy that they derive from the kids. Like, so the ultimate conclusion, I think, by the end of the podcast, I kind of want to communicate, at least from my stance, is you should raise a dog if the pros, especially if the joy you derive from a dog, outweighs the cons. Um, for me, I don't know. I'm still making that decision, especially because my dog is not quite vaccinated yet, so we cannot take her out for walks, which I would probably enjoy. Um, but for baby... I think for many people, they'll say, yeah, it brings me joy. And so much so that it will outweigh the same cons that I have for a puppy, but for a baby. Uh, but yeah, for me right now, I, I don't think that's necessarily the case. But uh, I do it out of duty and um, uh, joy of seeing my girlfriend happy. I, I, I could make an argument there, but I won't because I feel like I, I like kids or having the concept of the family. But You're right. I've seen people who, I've heard of people who don't innately enjoy being a parent and raise complaints about similar reasons. Right. And, but the thing is, but we, the time is, but the all, responsibility yeah. of having a kid is like dialed up to a hundred compared to a dog. And society views you to like innately love and like be happy with the baby. And mm. if you don't feel happy, you, you probably so would. We, I expect most people would pretend to be at least be happy. So, I see. I see. So you. So I, if we extend kind of you, your like argument right here a little bit, and you're like your your view, um, would you say that people who don't enjoy there, there may be some case where people who don't enjoy raising puppies and the cons are so large might then have a lot like a very difficult time raising a kid. Like, okay, I, I probably I, should not have kids. <laughs> I, that's making a really big leap on this, obviously. Yeah. Um, is that what but you're kind of going towards? I would, I would think. I'm not saying that just because you don't like raising a dog that you won't like having kids. But if you feel pressured from having the responsibility of raising a puppy, I would think you're not really probably would have ready, ready to have, to have, a, have kid. a kid. Yeah. Here's my counter argument. So I feel like the podcast topic is a little bit shifting to raising yeah, a yeah. human baby or not. We'll, we'll come back after this one. Yeah. Yeah. But, but here's my counter argument. Babies will grow. Like, they will not stay in that state of two-year-old forever. They will be able to talk. They will be able to learn. They'll go through different stages, right? And they'll reach, le- reach levels of maturity that will make it much more comfortable comfortable to you so that if you set your rules in the house a certain way, um, they'll follow it better. Uh, you'll be able to communicate to understand the, the, your child's emotions better as well. That frustration you might have with your with your puppy that you can't communicate, like you don't know why the puppy is like suddenly like pacing back and forth, back and forth, or why what what is what she's feeling when she's vomiting? Is it the stomach that's hurt? Is there some other some other area that's hurt? So those communication issues will get better as a child will grow. So it will get easier, but maybe like there will just be oh, more opportunities for yeah. it to get easier but for a puppy that, though that part i agree for your perpetual yeah. baby yeah so like you know, like you said obviously probably around like even as like early as the age of like two three they will like babies will start communicating 
yeah. maybe not as effectively as they would want, but right. they would be, you know, able to you know communicate that they are in pain or something. Yeah. And also, like you said, that they do grow out, grow to communicate better, and you do grow to like you know understanding yourself and your relationship with the baby better. And yeah. obviously, there's also a lot of d- different people that would help you out with the baby. Like you're not gonna. Your parents or your friends or family you aren't really going to help you out too much right. with the dog. So there's a right. lot more societal help that comes That's with a having point. a baby. Yeah. So I agree that in the overall term, it's going to be more, it's more of a group thing for a baby. But I'm saying like, because mm. I, I, the what I when the reason why I thought of this was because I've seen people who like drop off dogs at like rescue centers like just like after two months of having them, they're like, oh yeah, I can't deal with the barking, I can't deal with the pooping and pissing. I'm like. What the fuck are you gonna do when you have a kid? You know, they're gonna you're gonna have to deal with that for like a year and a half at least. And then obviously, but these are people who who like I've seen people who actually come like do this dogs as a pre-run for a baby. Right. Uh-huh. So I like they were like, Oh, we want to, you know, have a see if we could have the responsibility of doing this, and then they would get a dog. I'm not sure if that's a good choice. Yeah. Um, maybe I guess if you're uh, yeah, I, I can't really say if that's a good choice or not, but I've seen that. And for those people, I was like, yeah, I don't think. Yeah, that could be, be a very like not thought out decision. If you like, say, yeah, oh, I so do it for if a you, yeah. yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. Even this situation, that's, that's why I was like, it's a little too much of a jump to make compare this to having a baby. But that's a little something that I kind of felt for personally when I saw these cases. Like when you saw people complain about like the troubles that they have with the puppies you're like yeah you know, one of your reactions is like you know it's gonna be a lot tougher with a child yeah these were like yeah. a lot of these family like i said some of these families are actually like trying to adopt a dog just to see if they could you know deal with having another living creature that is always in their you know that always has them seeking you know attention or like needing help from them as like uh as like a simulation baby. for having a baby yeah so I, uh, yeah and i i think that was their reasoning they were kind of also hesitant on putting it that way, but that was the tone that they gave out with the whole adoption yeah, I process. Th- yeah, I think there's so which many... is I I understand it. But... Yeah, no, but I don't know if yeah yeah. Well, that's another one where it goes like selfish. Uh, yeah, it is a selfish as well. goal. Yeah, and that I think is yeah. I don't know if that intention is great because um, like if you, like if if you get that dog for a year or two. And then you do it because you want to practice seeing how it is like taking care of something that's like a baby. You do it for two years. You probably got your practice. Like two years of raising a dog probably like served your purpose. And if you're still not attached to the dog, then you're probably inclined to like give it away too. So that would be like, if that was your selfish reason, there might, there might be a lot of scenarios. If that was your motivations, that would harm the dog because then you would give away, away the dog a little bit and then like the dog would need shelter or whatnot too. So there are instances I think of like selfish motivations of you having a dog that would probably lead to also long-term harmful um situations or just not optimal situations for dogs oh there are a lot of instances yeah. of that man but yeah so there, there are instances where selfishness can be bad selfishness i think can be good too i think if you like if your selfishness is mixed in with like is uh, tied in with your care for your dog like you get happy as you care for the dog too then that's probably like a good thing too like your selfishness leads to a good result but if your selfishness is tied without care without some sort of intention for care for the dog or um, without like sparking like an emotional care response from you for the dog, then it's probably not going to be great for the dog. That's my stance. I think. I, I think um, that stance can be held for various Many things. Of, I, I think yeah. the, the things that you learn from a dog probably are lessons. It's a kind of a chicken egg. Maybe the lessons that you learn from a baby is applicable for a puppy, but the lessons you learn from a puppy is also applicable for a baby. But yeah, I, I feel like the lessons and experience that you have with a dog are a lot more universal than just limited to one puppy. Um, yeah. What were you um, saying? Oh, yeah, no. just, I guess, you know, you know, going off of the baby thing now, uh-huh. just to kind of bring it back to my conclusion, since uh-huh. we're kind of approaching the 50 minute mark-ish. We are? Wow. Uh, yeah. Mine was, that I actually agree that you have to consider a lot of things before getting a dog. I, I personally won't suggest getting a dog to a lot of people unless one they've had experience like like fully raising a dog from like maybe not to birth because you could adopt one but at least death because it's uh it's not a easy process and there is a lot of responsibility that comes to it like you said you have to adjust a lot of your personal schedules or your personal needs to a you know another living creature's needs yeah and 
a lot of times like i have a lot of bad thoughts about like a lot of my <laughs> some of my you know you know a lot in a lot of our podcasts i try to sh- like shine korea in a good light but some of the one of the few space spots i think sometimes I, you I, actually yeah betray some not so favorable thoughts about korea no i i, I try to i try to uh-huh. maintain very positive about the location i'm living in because i'm <laughs> I, i'm not planning on moving anytime soon so you know it uh-huh. helps to see them and see it in a better light. But Agreed, one, of the, for sure. one yeah. of the things that I have always have a hard time embracing. Uh, li- embracing as a good part of society is how the treatment of animals in Korea. Uh-huh. I mean, it's getting better. Definitely. It's gotten better since when I was young and uh, there's a lot of public outcry and calls to make the situation better, not mm-hmm. only for dogs, but just animal cruelty in general. Yeah. It, it does also adjust, like affect my view of this because I, occasionally i mean i guess regularly visit these locations where animals are treated yeah where, where animals that are treated bad they like, end up so it, maybe that does affect my view of this but i think seeing all that would make me actually hesitant to say yeah go buy a dog or go adopt a dog really, oh, unless you're going to really commit to you know care taking dog. care of this life creature uh-huh. like this living creature for like at least 10 to you know apparently some of them live to like 20 now like the small dogs live to like 20 years old so oh, dude wow. that's a long time that's that like a long time longer than a, longer that's than your young like, adulthood exactly that's yeah. your long adult young adulthood like yeah because honestly if when you're really gonna take care of it honestly like when you're like 10 or like a kid when you take care when you get a dog it's honestly kind of your parents taking care of your dog but yeah when you get it as an adult personally from your personal choice you really have to consider the fact that you should you're you know bringing in taking in a life and you you would be responsible for it for pretty much (laughs) until you know at least you have a kid or even to be until the the death of the dog the whole life yeah Yeah, obviously until the, the death of the dog so yeah yeah, I, I, that's why I'm really hesitant. So you should really study up on what it is to get a dog, like what sort of downsides it is. So I feel like listening to the cons is probably better than listening to the pros. There's always too much pros. Mm-hmm. You got to, when you're making... Really? I, feel, like I, this, feel like I feel like there's more there's a lot. cons and pros. So you think, I, I guess no, no, you no, think like, there's, there's more pros. No, no, there's, no, there's more people that say pros than they, that point out the cons. Oh, really? I see. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, maybe because I'm so, around people that like dogs more. I hear the pros more, but... Yeah, I mean, you should yeah. hear the cons it's, before yeah, you make a big decision. My point being, yeah. Um, so I mean, within your recommendation, though, like let's say a person like me or someone else, if they're willing to take care of the dog for the entirety of their life, but they don't quite enjoy it, should that person is that? Would you say it's okay for that person to own a dog, or would you still recommend against owning a dog? Because I would <sighs> recommend against owning a dog. But let's say versus someone like who just looks at all the pros and like enjoys the dog for like two years, but like no, I can't handle it. Versus someone else who's like a lot more detached, but will take care of the dog, um, give all of its needs. Maybe not like maximally, if it's like emotional, like make it like super happy. But it will take care of its like base emotional, base um, physical needs, feeding it, uh, taking care of its piss or whatnot. Would you recommend a person like that over someone that's like passionate about owning a dog for like two years? Probably, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't like if it's if the passion of owning a dog is gonna like die out in one or two years and you're just gonna like give the dog away. I don't. That's not good for the dog. That's probably not good for you either because, you know, what does that say about you? <laughs> Your passion dies out so early. <laughs> yes, but you, you for those two years, you were really happy with the dog. Um, so that, for you, yeah, it's yeah. probably a good decision. Yeah, I, I would not recommend it for that. Right. I would rather recommend it for people who actually. I don't know why they would get a dog, but they maybe if they don't get a dog, they don't like, you know gain too much joy from getting a dog but they still have the responsibility or like innate responsibility yeah because they now take care recognize of it as like a life exactly so that i would rather can't... have those people get dogs than you know those you know headed in first like, yeah i want a dog like more like stuff. passion headed like yeah. short decided yeah owners um you know so for me i i feel like it's more exclusive the people who should own dogs it should be people who I have found, I think, people who really enjoy dogs and who really take care of dogs are just somewhat more, like, naturally caring. Um, I think they have that propensity. Um, so, not I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't recommend only dog for people, I think, more like me, who, like, now recognize as life, so they feel a duty to responsibility to make sure 
all their needs and uh, the medical needs or health needs are attended to. I want to recommend it for those people because it really can be a detriment to that person's life too. Yeah, that's true. And I feel like my life revolves so much around the doc, so much more. Well, I wasn't quite ready for it. Like in a day, my life seemed to like change quite a bit. Um, so if it, yeah, if, if it doesn't give you that much value, I wouldn't recommend it. So I feel like the, the exclusive group of people I would recommend it to is people who really, really get a lot of joy from owning a dock and can sustain it, like you said, for like long periods of time until the, the full duration of the life for the dog. Um, and then as a bonus, maybe people who are slightly like just naturally more caring, like that's like almost like an instinctive, like second nature to them. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't yeah. think like every, a lot of people may derive joy from having a dog, but I don't think it's really for everyone. Yeah. I'm not saying just because you could have a dog doesn't mean make you special or like better, but like everyone has priorities in their life and dog, a dog really just really does kind of put your priorities. It, it makes you shift a lot. Of, it, yeah. It, like, it makes you shift your priorities a lot. So yeah. it really depends on the person on a or daily lifestyle. You st- yeah. On a lifestyle you take honestly. And honestly, like I, after uh, my dog dies, <laughs> probably uh, she's oh. old and she had cancer and, it, it it was a successful surgery, but it was oh, a bad good. type of cancer. So is it a recession that, now? Like remission, I mean. That but it has a really high chance of coming back. Coming so. back. And the next time it comes back, I don't think we could do a surgery because she's she's pretty weak now. But oh, point no. being, uh, that's a process I'll have to go through. But after that, I don't think I'm getting a dog at least oh, okay. until like I'm really settled in life because yeah, yeah, I'm fam. probably gonna be living alone after a while. Uh huh. And I can't take care of a dog at the same time as you know living alone. Like versus uh, with living with a family. Yeah, family if I'm too. living yeah. with the family, I could you know, alleviate a lot of yeah, rely on them. Like I could, if I even if I live alone, I guess I, I could take them for walks, but there will be like long hours when the dog's gonna be itself by itself. So, I I I personally think I could take care of a dog, but I don't think it would be for the best yeah. situation. Yeah, I think and, you bring up a, another point too. Like if you're at a certain stage in your life that's a little bit more stable. And yeah, that's, that's like variable. Then maybe you can have like exactly. that's more. That's a more favorable condition to have a dog. I think that's a so, big yeah. point. Yeah. Next time I probably have a dog is the time when I get like married or have a family. A yeah, family. I think. Yeah. But then again, it would it would really be solely on my choice too because then I would have to, to accommodate for my part spouse and kids and whatnot. That's why you know I, I said it before like, dude, I want my wife to like dogs because I really want to get a dog in the future again. Yeah, I also think that's kind of like. um I don't know about you, but uh, I have found that um, people like who've had siblings are just, again, I, I keep bringing it up naturally caring or not, but like they're just second nature kind of more considerate, like it's embedded in them too. So I don't know if that's like a, like a, not a red flag, but like. Oh, what is it? like a bonus flag that you look for people <laughs> like flag. one of you yeah you, well, I was like what is the opposite of red flag but one of the flags are like yeah you yeah, think okay. like oh yeah you know I can kind of like maybe see myself liking that person like those kind of signs for you maybe it's like if they have a puppy or if they like puppies for you that's like maybe like a favorable kind of sign of a person not a, it's not like a judgment kind of thing yeah I don't, maybe it's I don't a judgment like make way, it up but... I don't I don't want to make it seem like by having a puppy you innately but, have more respect. right but if you have a puppy, but if you have a great relationship with your puppy, for you, doesn't that mean like a positive thing for the person? Yeah, it, w- it would. Yeah, yeah, definitely. For me personally, yeah. Yeah. So logically. But there, there is also doubts inside me going like, does she, does this person really take care of this thing? Puppy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or is it just like for their purely selfish reason they just when and once they get tired of it they got throw it away kind of thing so right there, but there if, is like if, a little if, seed of doubt there but if you found if, if you found like a girl walking around and then you you know that she's been raising this puppy for like 16 years this dog looks absolutely happy and just has a complete great mental state you probably like give a lot of bonus points yeah that would be a very good very good positive right yeah it would be, it it be a positive for sure yeah we all yeah like i have my own kind of like oh my dog's barking now you know what's going on mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah we all have like our own like uh, not pet peeves like what's the opposite of pet peeve like um like favorable telltale signs for a person that you like kind of gravitate towards i guess oh yeah that's yeah, one yeah. of those and then for me i mean else. Uh, like for people what you just mentioned could be a major like turning off point i've went on a date where the girl was like yeah i don't think we could 
do like go well in the long term because she really didn't like dogs and i was she realized like pretty quickly that obviously because like my profile picture was like dogs and shit but uh-huh. she was like yeah i don't really like dogs and i was like oh yeah okay <laughs> kind of thing so now it's over no, no it wasn't over because of that but that was one of the things that we did not see eye to eye on but she was like she like had a passion for not liking dogs. like she brought it up so often i was like yeah okay i'm not gonna like bring my dog to a date with you why are you like bring it up so much uh, i think that that's also maybe just indicative of different pa behavior yeah Some sounds like, just, like yeah, expressing okay. like hate and dislike anyway um, that's not that's not the point i'm making the point i'm making is it's a big decision and you really should think hard on it yeah about your lifestyle and how it's going to affect your life and your life stage it. as well yeah yeah yeah. stage like, the stage is actually really important too yeah i think that's pretty important yeah, yeah, i'm I at a think... stage where i don't think i could have a dog anymore after this one yeah for a while at least oh man sorry to hear about about your dog um hopefully yeah yeah i just hope yeah. that she kind of passes on peacefully without much pain peace yeah we're yeah. we're thinking about spaying um ellie as well at some point oh it is especially healthier. what yeah I, yeah especially because you yeah, you told me before about your dog yeah. too, and you were thinking but they were like you were reflecting back as to what would have been the good decision yeah she too. she she her cancer derived because she wasn't spayed originally yeah. and it's not every day and often honestly when i talked to the doctor after the surgery they were like yeah it's really actually rare that they have a uh really bad tumor like if cancer, it's past, cancer is tumored yeah. yeah yeah my dog wasn't spayed until really late so i heard that I, too yeah so it's not a matter of just getting spayed it's about getting spayed like very early like yeah either you should do it at like before the pre- first heat is what i've heard yeah but, um, but even I'm, after I'm, slightly i think yeah I, I, you, this is something you should really consult with your vet honestly yeah my vets con- like suggested it to us too even like she came in pretty late like she, she was like two three years old so she was already passed uh, the stage where they would honestly recommend it for health reasons. Uh-huh. But honest, even then, uh, it would have probably still helped to do it right away. Yeah. Uh, we did it. We didn't do it because uh, some of our family members thought it was inappropriate for us, inhumane for yeah. us to make that decision. And I did somewhat agree to them. That's why I didn't push on it. But kind of looking back, I was like, yeah, I should just pushed on it. <laughs> Because yeah, like I mean, she had a my dog had a lot of allergies and it also helps with like your dog's allergy issues too. Oh, if you get spayed? Yeah. Like yeah. after she got spayed, like she could eat like any food without any issues. But previously, like my dog could only eat like, you know, those like crappy dog food. Like she can't have like any snacks. She couldn't have any like, any dairy, like cheese or stuff like that. Or oh. she would like just like play up all around her eyes. Her eyes would get swollen and she would start like scratching and bleeding everywhere. So oh. I was like Damn, if I knew it was going to be this much of a difference, I would have done it, like, years ago. Yeah. It's a lot so, of moral decision-making. Yeah, it's a lot of more. Yeah, there is a lot more decision coming to from Because it's the life. Yeah, and, but and, I mean, and, when you have a baby, too, and we're drawing so oh, much. Oh, yeah, yeah, obviously, baby, yeah. You'll have to make I'm not, a decision. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm not sure if it's really appropriate to draw this analogy with babies, but it's... I, well, you it, circumcise your babies, right? Oh, yeah. Well, Generally, I do. That's a dec- that's a decision that's you're true, making yeah. on uh, a surgery and a body part without your baby's consent. I mean, that's that's it's, I won't say it's comparable to spaying uh, for many reasons, uh, but there there will be many decisions that you're going to be making for your baby health wise that the baby can't make for themselves too, and it's okay. You're making the best decision that you can too, and I think the same would go for a dog too. And even if and to extend upon the analogies, just meta analysis and analogies that we're making with a puppy and a baby. I think that's just that's natural like raising a baby raising a puppy so many parallels so there is there are a lot of parallels but yeah, i know a lot of people analogy. don't like it that's why i'm like really hesitant oh, really? to make this analogy it's just it's just it's a very valid analogy i feel it is valuable yeah. but I, I obviously a lot of people who are having babies with you know <laughs> who actually are actually raising babies would beg to differ yeah cool well so anyway, my conclusion yeah. my so that your conclusion depends on your life stage Make sure you be you can take care of the puppy for the whole duration of um, the dog's life. Um, yeah, make sure your lifestyle also fits the dog. For me, it's for me really. Still, it comes down to if the value of raising a dog outweighs the cons. And I think you mentioned like even for like a baby, you'll have a con. You'll have a cons of what you have for a puppy as well. But I think for some people, 
the value of having a baby is that much more significant, even if the cons are even that much harder for a baby. Uh, hopefully it's for most puppy. people. Yeah, rather than yeah, some people. Yeah. I mean, hopefully it's for most people, but you, there are abusive families and yeah, 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 people who aren't ready yeah. to have babies as well. But I think the value of having a baby can be that much more greater for people. One, because for evolutionary reasons as well, too. Like yeah. If you have a baby, you're allowed, your bloodline carries on too. And I don't know if people are ready to admit that or readily or not, but we're kind of like hardwired given the evolutionary reasons to um, have that sort of subconscious evolutionary um, motivation. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think there's a lot of value having a baby that you don't have necessarily for having a dog unless you have certain personality traits um, and you're, you're, you're neurologically and you just derive more pleasure than other people that, um, in having a dog. So yeah, have a dog if, I think what you said is very accurate too. So that, but I think I would add that plus if the value of having a dog, from the perspective of an owner, if the value of having a dog outweighs the cons, then have a dog. Uh, from the perspective of like what's a good decision, probably your advice works. But I think I'm speaking more of like perspective of having an owner, whether you want to have a dog or not. Oh yeah, yeah, I agree. Like my my advice came from a perspective where you already kind of want a dog, and you're trying making the decision of one like having a dog or not. But if you like, there are situations where you know someone else wants a dog, but you personally don't want. A dog like my mom didn't really want a dog but me and my dad and my brother wanted a dog that was the situation that happened so in the end it's not for everyone like you said and it's it's every decision you make honestly as a human i feel like it comes from like a you know plus minus analysis like how much value does bring into your life yeah and if a dog isn't worth that even if you doesn't matter if you like it or hate the dog hate dogs in general uh, it's not worth it like yeah it's, Agreed. I, it's not good for the dog. It's not good for you. And if there's no reason to make your life worse by bringing in a more a big responsibility, if, if it leads to less value, yeah, in regards to how you spend your time and how you carry on your daily life, so I agree yeah. with you fully on that too. Yeah, I think your recommendation and my recommendation aren't like contradictory. They're probably yeah, supplementary. Yeah. They're probably supplementary. Like so. Yeah, yeah. yeah weigh both um, before making a decision about owning a dog. All well, right. on that note, uh-huh. good luck on raising that dog for yeah. like the next, what, 12, 13 years around. Yeah, well, I think it's, I, I'm really hoping it gets better after we get her fully vaccinated so that we can take it. Yeah, it'll be a lot more out. fun when like, dogs get mature too. Like, they get a lot more calmer and they, they do they do adjust somewhat to uh, your lifestyle. Like, you, you'll see it a lot. But, oh, yeah. That, that, I didn't even consider that. I was just thinking, like, they do adjust. Like, it's, yeah, lifestyle. they do adjust. They do adjust. Okay. It's, it's, it's actually pretty here. interesting to see that. Interesting. Uh, there's a lot of interesting things that you see and like you do these dumb experiments with your dog like humane like like personality experiments i'm not saying like you do crazy yeah yeah ones. understood yeah and yeah. my point being like yeah I'll, I'll i'll tell you how it goes when yeah we'll, we'll have more on. podcasts like this yeah. we'll have different topics but uh man i'm gonna be so depressed when my dog dies i do yeah i i Dude. yeah i don't know how yeah you know our mutual oh, friend like the other one uh-huh. like well like i'm not sure if he told you i think you probably know that his dog passed away right like, depends like on the mutual friend we're talking about. the one you shared your photo with i shared the male one the, the male one yeah in our group chat the green app oh <laughs> <laughs> no but like, a good way of saying it that was like a game no, of he, rights. yeah he, yeah. he really dog liked dogs away? too he oh, really dog liked passed dogs. away yeah and he raised it from like a baby like like two three months old all the way to like she pa- he passed <gasps> away how was he doing so he was he was so like devastated by it man he like when when did the dog he, pass away like last early this year i think early this year okay, early so this year or like late last year is he okay now or is he still like uh, he's, he's still coping with it like he's like his his he, like his acquaintances <laughs> wanted to get a dog but he's like yeah i don't think there's a dog anymore like so it's it's so it was so hard that loss. Huh? The 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 joy of raising as a dog, hard as you love you like a dog, it, the harder yeah, you're, it is it's gonna be so hard to lose it. That's what I'm really yeah. afraid of that too. Because like I was afraid. I, of that I, I said too. It in the beginning yeah. too because like I've raised dogs before, but I actually I've never had to like see my dog die because I had to like like leave them with the acquaintance when I moved to a different country because we're gonna take them at the time. Dude, and my brother is... was really sick, and so I'm really worried about how I'm gonna you know deal with my dogs end too so dude this yeah. this whole decision making that you're doing it's I, i'm like 
we're making this analogy quite a bit, but this is like also applicable to so many different life decisions as well. It is, it like, is. Some people, I think, we don't need to go so deep right now, but like some people are like, they don't want to love someone deep down also because like if they lose that person, it's going to hurt a lot too. Oh, so many like different parables that you can draw from draw like yeah. Uh, but I mean, I'm dog. still at the perspective of like that lifetime I gave to love of loving a dog. That person or that dog is yeah worth the loss yeah. in the end. But who knows? I haven't really seen that loss yet. So Again, maybe it's, it's, uh, my opinion will change. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm a yeah, loss okay. for words when you know you you tell me that that your dog's gonna pass at some point too. I, just, I don't know what to say, but um. Yeah, I give her like one or two years. Damn. Well, well, I'm here if you do. Well, <laughs> our friend and our mutual friend and I are here. Um, yeah, no, but happens. honestly, I didn't know what to say to him either. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm sorry yeah. for your loss. I think. Oh, man. I, I hope he's doing better. I've been like, yeah. Anyway, yeah. that's like all I have to say for that, I guess. Yeah. Well, uh, what a very, what a very tragic, but also beautiful Realistic. note in a way. In a way, it's beautiful too. You love hard, but also the loss is hard as well. Um, but yeah, anyway, this podcast was just more about uh, the pros and cons of raising a dog. Even what you were just saying, love hard, but the loss is also hard. And then you just said, if the, the love is worth more than the loss, that was a pro and con decision. Yeah, that, right is a that was a con. pro and con decision right there. So many concepts that we discussed about raising a dog looks like very applicable to many life decisions and situations. Um, well, anyway, that's it. I hope you guys um, enjoyed this podcast of where we just discussed the pros and cons of raising a dog. Um, it's like past 9 a.m., I think. That's yeah, and I gotta go. You, so, hope you enjoy the rest of the weekend, dude. Um, stay here a little bit just so that I like, capture all the audio. But um, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, bye to our listeners. Bye. Bye. Have a great week. <laughs>